Hello everyone, uh, this is the Travel Local Podcast and I'm your host, Dblex Lesalon. In this fourth episode of our series, Fighting Extinction, I'm deeply honored and grateful to have a chat with Jonathan Odongo. Jonathan assists with the implementation of Lewa Wildlife Conservancy's Conservation Education Program. He holds a degree in uh, environmental education from Kenyatta University. His interest in the natural world and its preservation has led him to thought leadership platforms such as Global Environmental Educators Forum USA, African Regional Center for Expertise Conference here in Nairobi, United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change in Morocco, International Zoo Educators Conference in the United Arab Emirates, among others. He recently hosted the virtual conference Environment and Politics in Africa that brought speakers from eight African countries to explore the connection between environmental protection, climate change, political leadership, governance, and policymaking in Africa, and share thoughts on what should be done for the continent to be a shining beacon insofar as environmental protection and natural uh, resources management are concerned. Elewa's conservation education program hosts over 5,000 students from all corners of Kenya every year and reaches out to thousands more in the northern part of the country. Jonathan's goal in life is to inspire lifelong stewardship of the environment. I hope you enjoy this episode. Karibuni, karibuni sana. Yes, man. Hello, Jonathan. How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Fine, thank you. I've, I've just been waiting for you to join in. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't I don't know whether I was looking at time or it's it's just a coincidence or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just knew at right at ten o'clock. I'm sure I will get something. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks so much for organizing this. All right. Uh, I hope yes. you've had a great start to the to the new year. Uh-huh. So I think. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we, we've had, uh, I think this is one of those years uh, where you kind of don't set resolutions and, you know, you just <laughs> <laughs> wait to see how it's going, how everything is going to yeah, pan yeah. out in the end. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think it's mm. about just taking it one day at a time, you know. <laughs> yeah, one day at a time. Uh, yeah, see, see where yeah. it's headed. Yeah, keeping the faith, hoping that all exactly, will be well in exactly. the end. <laughs> yeah. So how how, how is Lewa? Yeah. Lewa is good. Um. Yeah. At least um, the animals are, you know, doing well. I don't know whether they know that there is this <laughs> coronavirus with us. Um. But uh, yeah. Green, All right. uh, the weather has been, I mean, the, the weather yeah. generally has been good. Uh, yeah. Everyone is okay. Yeah, just getting back pole pole to see whether, I mean, to see how, uh, you know, we for can sure, work in the new sure. normal. Uh, let's, fingers crossed, let's be positive. I'm sure everything will be all right in, in, in a couple of months' time. Everything will be right. Yeah. Very, very true. How about you? How is the new year? uh, Well, uh, I didn't have a a lot to Mm. look forward to, but uh, I'm getting so much, uh, you know, positive vibes around this podcast about, you know, 
the people that I'm talking to, you know, it's it's a really good space to hear you guys share your thoughts, your experiences, and yeah, it's it's fulfilling and it's it's a learning curve. It's a learning curve for me and my audience uh, here. <laughs> yeah, so mm-hmm. that that yeah. So thank you so much yeah. for making time to join us this morning. Um, and maybe we can just start by mm-hmm. you t- telling us. Yeah. Uh, what has been the success behind Lewa's conservation model over the years? Um, so, um, Lewa Wildlife Conservancy, I, as you as you know, is um, a little bit towards the northern part of the country, and uh, you know is the transi- transition zone. You know, if you look at the Mount Kenya. Uh, Mount Kenya ecosystem and uh, moving towards the northern part of the country and Lewa is just exactly right there. But then um, as, a, as a model for conservation, uh, what I can say has been the uh, success or some of the reasons are one, uh, there is um, community engagement that, that goes on and uh, uh, the decisions that are made, um, the projects, uh, there is heavy engagement of the members of the community around because you know when you look at wildlife conservation, the important uh, <clears throat> bit is uh, engaging those living or sharing the space with wildlife. Um, <clears throat> the other thing is um, Lewa has been developing strategies also uh, in partnership with uh, stakeholders, community members being 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 key. So these, these strategies over time have been have proved uh, useful because I mean you know how strategic plans work. Uh, looking at uh, the work you've done and the work you you're planning to do uh, years in advance and so on. Um, the other the other one I can say uh, is uh, the, the the support because now working in partnership with key stakeholders, uh, Lewa has received tremendous support from Kenya Wildlife Service, for example, that is uh, that has the mandate of wildlife in the country. And um, the law enforcement bodies, the uh, internal security, for example, and if you look at the health sector, uh, the running of the clinics uh, that, that, that assist the community that, that, that are there to also uh, assist the community members address health issues and so on. So the Ministry of Health and uh, other bodies in that line have, uh, you know, like uh, been so 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 useful in terms of their support. And uh, the other one is the dedication and professionalism of the staff. Um, those working are really dedicated and professionals. And time that I've I've worked here. I can say uh, or attest to the fact that the the staff are really, really trying to to get these things done on a, a professional level. All right, yeah, F- fantastic. That so, that sounds really good, and and uh, I'm glad you've mentioned about you know the staff, the dedication and professionalism. Um, and uh, allow me to just mention about the yeah. the wildlife rangers who 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 take care of the wildlife there, who put their their lives on, on, on the line to just see wildlife thrive, to just see the, line, the numbers yeah. grow up and uh, the community is safe. Uh, what do you love 
what do you love most about working in Lewa at a personal level? Um, for me, uh, it has always been the opportunity to do what I love because um, from a young age, I've always known that um, I've wanted, I mean, the, the, the story is long. If we had time, I would go into it, how I, uh, I'm obsessed with this kind of work. But just being in an environment where uh, I'm working with the, with the wildlife and also helping people understand um, wildlife and how to coexist with the wildlife and, and also develop that passion as a, a conservation educator, that is one thing that, that I love about, um, about, about, about the conservancy and, and the opportunity that comes with it. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, also, I, I don't know if there is anyone who doesn't uh, like wildlife, especially when you come, you know, face-to-face -face or at a close range with the, with the animals in the country, especially the big five and some of these unique species that you'll rarely find elsewhere. So Lewa is one place where you're likely to see all, almost all the, the, the wildlife in the country uh, within a very short time. So that also, I can say, is one thing that, you know, has made me uh, fall in yeah, love with it. Fantastic. And uh, you, you, you talked about partnerships yeah. and, uh, and uh, the, you've worked, you, the way you work with the government, the KWS, and the people on the ground there. Uh, what about the neighboring, you know, Borana ecosystem? Yeah. Do you share the same, you know, the same uh, uh, space with them, the same agenda, the same vision? And uh, do guests do gain drives both on those spaces? Can can guests enjoy both uh, the spaces? Yeah. So before Leo was, I mean, before before especially the, the, the key partnership between Leo Wildlife Conservancy and Burana right now, there was a fence between the two conservancies. And uh, Lewa was so much focused on, uh, on, on wildlife conservation. I mean, there, there has been the transition, but then since the mid-90s up to date, Lewa has been so much focused on, on wildlife conservation. Burana was still, uh, um, yeah, like a little bit uh, combining both wildlife conservation and uh, <clears throat> and, uh, and, and, and but then uh, uh, there came a time when the fence between the two was brought down to uh, make the two operators one. So it's now one landscape, the two of them. And there is that partnership and that, that the vision is shared, the strategic, strategic plans are developed. And now if you look at uh, some of the documents that are currently produced, the, 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 the documents talk about Lewa Borana landscape. So it's now operating as a landscape and the vision is shared. And um, the teams work together closely and uh, there is now that, you know, passion to ensure that wild, wildlife, because these animals now roam across the landscape. If you come for a game drive, yes, you're likely to, I mean, not even likely, but if you'd like to, it's a vast landscape. Um, there is that time to, to be able to drive through uh, from Lewa to Borana, and etc., uh, etc. Et it's very much All possible. Right. And uh, talking, talk, talking of wildlife, you know, what, what are some of the biggest threats facing wildlife, you know, in the Lewa Borana landscape? Yeah. 
Um, some of the biggest uh, uh, threats at the moment, I can say, one poaching is still a threat. Um, poaching, poaching is still very much a threat because internationally the demand for elephant tusks and rhino horns, uh, the demand is still there. And uh, even though Lewa had um, uh, operated for like up to about six years before uh, poaching incident, about the, that, that that was 2019. Yes, uh, there was there was a poaching incident. I'm sure it yeah. added to the news. So yeah, I can say that 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 is still very much a threat, not just in Lewa but nationally and sure. internationally. So it's uh, it's something that uh, is being fought on international level. And uh, until we do away with the market for these wildlife products, I can say there is still a lot of work to be done. Um, <clears throat> the other threat is uh, the human-wildlife conflict. You know, uh, the population is always growing. Globally, we have the population growth. Uh, nationally, we have the population growth. And as the population grows, you see, uh, we tend to occupy uh, the parts of land that belonged to the animals back in the days. So uh, once this happens, there is the the land use practices that now shift as well because you know going with the demand we have the pastoral communities that never used to practice uh, you know farming back in the days now people are going but I mean uh, shifting to, to farming and, and whatnot and um, this is putting us at uh, as human beings with the, the yeah. wildlife and now as the space shrinks for animals, uh, there is there is that that is going on, and now um, you see even with the fence around. Now you have to keep making sure that the animals are monitored because in case they make it to the community, like say the elephants and the stray crops, or even the the carnivores like um, hyenas and and leopards and so on, and they interfere with the with the livestock, there will always be complaints from. Uh, the people living around, but then that is why uh, when you asked me about the, the success behind uh, the Lewa conservation model, engagement has to be key because now people have to understand that these challenges are here. So how do we deal with how do we deal with them? Um, <clears throat> the other one I can say is climate change because climate is changing globally, and uh, you know as we experience this also. The other thing that comes with it is um, we lose vegetation and uh, the animals that uh, depend on vegetation, the herbivores are affected, the population uh, declines. And then when the population of the herbivores decline, we have uh, the, the, the carnivores, you know, the trophic levels that uh, we learn in biology. Yeah. So we have the primary consumers and the secondary yeah. consumers and there is that... Um, decline in population now that, that happens along the chain. So climate change is, um, is a huge, huge threat as well. And now we have the, the new challenge that <laughs> the, is with us. Uh, the elephant in the room. <laughs> the elephant in the room yeah, right or, now. Or the, or, yeah, yeah, yeah well. COVID-19. Yeah. <laughs> uh, COVID-19, yeah. <laughs> 
COVID-19 has really, you know, like forced us to, to look at our priorities again. Uh, I think, you know, various uh, aspects of life. And um, yeah, it's also affecting operations um, across the board. And uh, yeah. How, 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 how has so, COVID-19 affected your operations, you know, as an organization over the past 10 months, maybe? If you could just mention some some few, you know, things that you've struggled with and... Uh, uh-huh. So, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So one, you know, um, COVID affected livelihoods. Lewa, um, as, an, as an organization, as a conservancy, depends on uh, various sources of funding. One is uh, the donor funding, and then the other uh, bit of it is uh, the proceeds from, from tourism. So, um, <clears throat> you know, when, when, when COVID came, um, now we experienced a number of cancellations um, as a country, I think uh, not just Kenya, but uh, uh, lots and lots of uh, tourist destinations. So uh, Lewa, for example, had projected that um, about 2 million would come from, uh, from, from wow. tourism and that would uh, be plowed into conservation projects. And you know, when this happened and uh, trips that are, were, had already been booked uh, had to be canceled, and, and so on. So uh, this led to cutting down of funding. And also, you know, donors and so on. So everyone was trying to make sense of, um, of uh, what's happening. And as a result, you know, if, for example, you are a donor and you are giving this much and you're looking at your priorities again and you don't know how long this is likely to happen, you might reconsider, uh, you know, uh, the way you're giving or something like that. So funding aspect of it was affected and that the extension led to operations uh, being, you know, uh, reviewed and the priorities being looked at, and our operations cut down. And only essential programs were left, like um, security, because that is very crucial, and uh, the healthcare uh, that also, um, yeah, had to continue operating. And then also, you know, when students decide to go back to school the education scholarships and so on, but even the staff uh, who are left behind. I mean, there are members of staff that had to take unpaid leave. And you can see taking unpaid leave means going home and uh, not being able to do your work. And those who are left had to take pay cuts as well. And also there had to be, uh, you know, decisions had to be made and some people had to, you know, like go home and, a number of institutions did this. And uh, yeah, so I, from that alone, operations have had to be, to be, to be reviewed and uh, focused to be on you know, the only crucial bits of, um, I mean, the, the only crucial bits of the work that we've done. Okay, okay. Um, I'm sure you, you're working towards a responsible recovery and, you know, looking to build back better uh, from where you, your vision was last year. Uh, what, uh, could you please uh, talk to us about the technology, you know, that you use uh, to aid in wildlife and biodiversity conservation in Lewa? Okay, so... Yeah, um, yes, of course, before I come to technology, uh, yeah, new he- the new year has come with, uh, you know, 
new thoughts and uh, at least conversations are happening regarding how to get back to, you know, um, where things are before or how to operate even bigger and better uh, amidst the, the, the new normal. And uh, these are happening. So there is uh, hope for, for the best. Um, how has technology aided? or uh, the technology that Lewa uses. So if you look at uh, the conservation as a, I mean, in general, uh, there is a lot that is happening. There is the, the tracking of, uh, of wildlife. You know, uh, there is the identification of wildlife. There is the security. There is the uh, controlling, uh, trying uh, the best to control human wildlife uh, conflict. And uh, because of this, uh, there's a, uh, I mean, technology, a wide range, a broad range of technology employed. So when it comes to the hardware bit of it, uh, there is the telemetric system that the lower uses. That is the, if you've seen, um, I mean, you've visited some of these protected areas, you've seen animals with collars and uh, researchers or, you know, um, uh, I mean, those tasks to the responsibility of, uh, monitoring these animals, tracking them with receivers and so on. Um, this uh, tracking of animals helps in so many ways. Um, the telemetric system gives information and as a result, we'll be able to know where this animal is. And uh, knowing where an animal is, for example, if an elephant is approaching uh, the fence or about to break the fence, at least you'll be able to know that in time and nip it in the bud. Um, there is also the GPS, the gadgets that are used for mapping, and also the PDAs, the personal digital assistants that um, <clears throat> the researchers use, the uh, members in the research and monitoring unit, uh, they use this to, to collect data, to relay these uh, on a timely basis. Um, <clears throat> still on the hardware, there is the uh, I mean, there are the cameras that are being used, you know, the DSLR cameras, but then the most important ones are the, the infrared cameras that um, we usually know as the camera traps that, that use the motion sensors to, you know, uh, give information about, about the wildlife. Uh, of course, yeah. the, the radios by the uh, security members, the range finders, the campers, the binoculars, and then within the frequency, there are also digital weather stations that make it easier to collect um, data on, uh, you know, like the various elements of weather. And, uh, you know, uh, some of these systems uh, work in tandem with the uh, uh, softwares or digital uh, tools. And uh, some of those are the, the Earth Ranger. There is a platform referred to as the Earth Ranger. Uh, the Earth Ranger now you see, if you combine that with the telemetric system, and uh, the PDAs and so on, health tracking and collection of data, collection and management of data. The ArcGIS um, is widely used uh, in mapping. Uh, the uh, smart tool, that is the spatial management and reporting tool also. Um, Savannah Data Manager, that is also used to collect and manage data on the, the, the animals, the wildlife in the landscape, the lions, for example. Um, I talked about identification, and uh, you know the way the the giraffes, the zebras, the lions, they have uh, the, uh, for example, the zebras and the 
the, the giraffes have the unique patterns that like our fingerprints are, are unique. And as a result, you'd be able to, to identify them using uh, tools like, for example, the gravy zebras. You will use, uh, I mean, Lewa uses uh, gravy zebra stripe identity software. Um, the lion, you know, the, the whiskers of the lion, mm -hmm. if you look at uh, the, the muzzle. So an identification network of collaborators is used actually to, I mean, uh, uses the, the, the whisker uh, spots patterns to be able to identify the individual lions. Um, in terms of uh, rhino conservation, actually, um, Lewa is, is known as a key player in the sector. So there is the Kifaru uh, that is used to manage uh, data on rhinos. Um, identification of plants, there is, um, you can actually download that app uh, on your Android. I don't know um, like iOS and Apple um, have it, but um, the plant net is used to, to identify plants. So it's something that is widely used within the conservancy. Um, Badless, uh, which is actually an African platform, uh, is broadly used um, in bird identification. There is another uh, global app, the eBird, that also has uh, plenty of information on birds that is also widely used within by the, the ornithologists. And uh, also there is uh, this platform that uh, helps uh, the, you know, rangeland team to, uh, rangeland management team to, to be able to figure out the land production potential. It's called the Land Potential Knowledge System or Land PKS. And uh, yeah, the rangeland decision support tool, all those uh, platforms are very, very, very crucial in terms of um, collection and management of data. And then is uh, by extension used to, to make uh, crucial decisions. So those are some of the, the, the technology that Lewa uses. And uh, yeah, at least uh, the good thing about this is um, working closely with institutions like KWS, a number of, uh, a number of uh, players in the sector or organizations in the wildlife conservation space within the country have also, you know, like seen uh, the benefit of, of most of these tools, if not all of them. And uh, borrowing and uh, bikes, these are being used broadly now uh, national level, yeah. Well, well, I I like how you've you know uh, shared this broadly and uh, explained it uh, extensively. Uh, thank you so much for that. Uh, moving moving on swiftly, uh, we talked about local communities being very key partners in conservation. We all know that uh, the community is the first line of defense when it comes to you know uh, these protected areas. And uh, maybe could you share with us? You know what are the, what are some of the benefits of conservation to the local communities living around the conservancy? Okay, some of the benefits because um, I'm I'm heavily involved in the in the education program. Uh, there is the the conservation education program that uh, works closely with the schools, yeah. organizing trips and also the outreach programs and so on. But then there is the, the education program now, so conservation education, and then the education program that focuses on uh, schools, the infrastructure, uh, the literacy in the schools, and then giving scholarship to the, 
giving scholarships to the to the students from around the conservancy, the communities around the conservancy. So um, the benefits that go to the uh, members of the local communities uh, include that. So Lewa at the moment works with um, over 23 schools. And within these 23 schools, there are a number of students supported, almost 500 students are on scholarships. Oh. And then uh, there are construction projects going on within, within the schools and additional teachers that are recruited uh, through the education program. And then there is the, the digital literacy program, you know, introducing uh, the students at a young age to technology. I think the, the government had this and um, the implementation, I think, um, across the nation is still, you know, wanting in a way. Yeah. But then, um, <clears throat> yeah, Lewa has a team that is now focusing on using these kids to, to IT at a tender age. And, uh, yeah. Uh, when it comes to the, the, the community community projects, there is the community develop, de development department that um, focuses on the members of the local community, various aspects of, of their, their lives and livelihoods, like agriculture. So there, there's an agricultural extension officer whose role is to work closely with the with the members of the local community, you know, like taking them through training, providing them with and assistance they need in order to succeed in that because you know if they the if 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 people have um you know uh proper livelihoods at least uh, this will because you know most of the time poverty has a way of uh pushing us to rely heavily on natural resources exactly so, uh, through education yeah and uh, through assistance with uh, various aspects of you know, livelihoods, if we had alternative ways of generating income and so on. The development uh, program is trying to, to do that. There are water projects, uh, piped water now to the communities. And then there is the women micro-enterprise under the community development department. And through this, the, the women are able to, to, to get some money in order to start various businesses. And as a result, you know, have their, uh, their means of livelihood. And then there is the, the healthcare. Uh, Lewa has uh, four clinics within the, I mean, uh, aided in, in, in uh, establishing four clinics within the com various communities. And uh, through this now, the access to healthcare at least uh, is something that I can say uh, the members of the community are, are happy about. Um, when it comes to, um, to, to, to recruitment, um, professionals from within the community at least get the priority and as a result take I mean, play a key role uh, in uh, conservation and protection of wildlife wow. and, uh, yes um i i'm so, I, I'm, I'm really yeah, impressed yeah yeah i'm really impressed with all these programs yeah. that you've you know um done to you know encourage the community to you know involve them in each and every aspect you know and it goes a long way. And I remember when I was yeah. at Lewa Safari Camp, even the staff there were locals just from the neighboring Garendare, you know, Garendare town there. Yeah. It's really amazing what you guys are doing with the people there. Yeah. Do, do, do you believe we are realizing the fruits of conservation as a country or is there more work to be done, uh, Jonathan? Um, 
I would say that uh, there is progress, but also there is still a lot more to be done. Uh, because, you know, if you look at where we were in um, 1960s, for example, when we attained independence, so there those moments back in the days when we were coexisting with wildlife, you know, various communities, if you look at the, the, the pastoralists and so, and uh, there was that uh, coexistence that I think happened uh, within that traditional African society space. But yeah. then again, um, again, life as, as, as years moved and, and in Kenya, historically, you can look at where we were in the 60s, we still had, uh, let us look at species like elephants and rhinos, for example, that are now some of the, the, the key species we are trying to protect, threaten in a way. Um, you know, by, I mean, had close to 170,000 elephants uh, in Kenya alone. And we had up to about uh, 20,000 uh, black rhinos. That is wow. just in Kenya. Yeah. Now you remember when, uh, when in 1989, the then president of Kenya, um, President Moi, banned uh, ivory to send a message to the world that Kenya does not support trade in ivory. We had, we were left with uh, 18,000 elephants. What? So you can imagine from hundreds of thousands to less than 20,000 elephants. Um, you can imagine how many elephants we lost in between and uh, the magnitude of uh, poaching and the challenges uh, or the, 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 the kind of uh, problems the elephants were going through. By uh, the early 90s, we had only 400 rhinos left or less. So you can imagine moving from 20,000 to uh, less than 500 times left in the wild. Uh, so that at least you can say, I mean, you can see uh, how much damage we had done. Now, all these and the clamor, the drive, the advocacy, you know, the call for protection of wildlife that happened then up to now, at least we can say the number of elephants from what was left back then, the population has, has gone up, though we are not back to where we were then, but at, from 18,000, we can now say we are approaching 40,000 elephants population uh, nationally right now. Wow. Uh, from less than 400 rhinos uh, back then, at least the number has gone up to over 1,000. And... Uh, that that means there is there is some progress, but still there are the challenges, and uh, and these challenges need to be addressed if we are to you know retain our status as a as a tourism destination, and also just to protect life as part and parcel of our heritage as Kenyans. We still have more work to do. We still have a lot to do, and um, <clears throat> I think as a result of that, you know. One thing that I usually say is we, we really need to, to make sure that everyone understands uh, that each and every one of us has a role to play in order for us to, to get this work done, actually. So, yes, the fruits are there, um, <laughs> but there still the work needs to be done. <laughs> sure, sure. I, I like what you said about, like, each and every one of us has a role to play in conservation. And it's in having conversations like this that will keep the momentum and the, yeah. you know, 
the energy going because we need we really need all hands on deck to to achieve this you know to achieve this dream exactly. right exactly exactly <laughs> we we need all that right. and, and platforms like this i'm i'm i'm, I'm glad uh D-Blex that uh you know like um more and more people including yourself are being more creative about how to you know uh, mobilize people and make sure that more and more people are informed so thank yeah, you thank you the thank good you. work asante sana uh switch, switching on gears now you know what makes lewa a popular sport for both local and international tourists we know you have the lewa marathon you can walk with the rhinos in the wild you can do you know horse riding you know in the borana lewa landscape you can do camping we have sirikoi one of the best lodges around africa you know mm-hmm. what other things can you tell us about lewa jonathan that makes it you know that that sport for guys to you know just flock in there so um as i mentioned earlier um lewa is one place that, uh, where you'll be able to see diverse species of wildlife you know the animals the plant species the big five you are able to see all these within a very short time of uh, of your game drive so you get in start your game drive and then the elephant and then you know like the rhinos and then before it the lions are here and there are some unique species as well uh, because if you come to the northern part of the country you will Uh, come across the, the gravis zebra you know sure. most people know about the common zebra but then uh, the gravis zebra this is uh, one species that uh, is only found in two countries um, across the world and that is Kenya and Ethiopia and even in Kenya they are only confined within the, the, the northern part and lewa mm-hmm. is one place where find the largest single population of the gravis zebra so um these diverse and unique species within you know the the conservancy and also you've talked about uh you know sirikoi being voted the best lodge um globally and and winning that award i think twice now in a row and uh yeah, yeah so there is that just a lot of beauty and also the landscape yes the landscape is one element that is fascinating the most interesting thing is um uh, i don't know whether uh, yeah, i'm sure there are parts of kenya as well where you are able to see various ecosystems together but lewa lies uh, as i mentioned earlier uh, on a transition zone like you are able to see mount kenya that ecosystem the mountain the magnificence of it and then as you drive from mount kenya towards the arid and semi arid part of the i mean northern part of the country uh lewa lies so you you experience the northern climate environment and uh, the species while at the same time you're just a short distance away from uh this fascinating mount kenya ecosystem and habitat yeah so that Did that, that have... is mm, yeah. sorry No worries, uh, yes. Uh, what, what about the marathon? Did you have yeah, it last year? No. No, because of the COVID, now it had to be done virtually. One, uh, one, I think the, the Leo Marathon is considered, um, is considered one of the top 10 
toughest marathons globally, if I'm not wrong. And uh, it actually, because every time it opens within a very short time, within a very short time, there is always registration. So, <clears throat> yeah, it's also, it's also one bit that I can say uh, brings in more and more people. And uh, we are hopeful that maybe 20, 2021, let's, let's see uh, how this, you know, pandemic uh, will turn out. But then again, we are hopeful that all will be well. All will be well, Jonathan. And uh, the people, uh, the community are really friendly. You know, the staff, as you said, yes. very professional, very dedicated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, 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 really special, special people down there at Alewa. You know, um, and how can I, how can our listeners support and be part of the great work you're doing at Lewa? Um, yeah, there's a lot that uh, that uh, the listeners can do. Uh, beginning with one, it's very important because knowing that uh, action action is very important because that is why also through the conservation education program. We try to make sure that everyone understands uh, the role they need to play. The most important thing is that whatever we do, uh, however small, adds up to a lot more. Just like uh, in Kiswahili, we say, haba na haba ujaza kibaba. So um, everyone, you know, like wherever we are, we don't have to, you know, like uh, someone doesn't have to come to Lewa. You don't have to go to, I don't know, wherever to be able to, you know, protect an animal physically or something. But uh, just by planting a tree, uh, just by, you know, like um, taking an action that is likely to, uh, for example, also help towards mitigating climate change and so on, you'll be doing quite something. Just managing the environment around us. This will add up to so much more. So taking action. Um, the other thing is raising awareness. Uh, if uh, each and every listener can at least talk to someone next to them, uh, friend, uh, neighbor, um, you know, like um, those around us. So if we can do this, talk to them about, you know, this is what is happening. These are the challenges that uh, we are facing environmentally and so on. Uh, and to encourage them to, you know, like play their part, that would be good. The other thing is, uh, <clears throat> you know, there are a number of entities also involved in, um, in conservation and protection of wildlife. So uh, Alewa is in that space, a lot more are in that space. And, you know, donations go a long way also towards uh, getting some of these things done. Like right now, we are talking about the uh, coronavirus pandemic and uh, the extent of damage and so on. So these donations actually go a long way towards helping uh, some of these operations to be carried. Uh, in a proper manner. So, yeah, those are some of the. Uh, I don't know whether I'm forgetting any anything else, but uh, yeah. social media, so, social media. Exactly, exactly. So you know, like when we talk about raising awareness, now at least we have a way of uh, uh, a way of reaching people in masse uh, using the social media. At least now we have. You know, like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you can use those platforms to reach out to our friends and networks, yeah, to yeah. awareness and and educate, uh, you know, those within our space um, about sure. uh, wildlife, the environment, yeah.
and encourage them to take action. Taking action is, is more important, yes. Asante, Asante, Sana, jo Jonathan, what a brilliant, brilliant conversation we've had. I really enjoyed this, and uh, thank you for joining us and making time to talk to us today. <laughs> You're welcome, Diblet. Thanks for organizing this. Um, yeah, and um, it happened uh, so fast from the time we, we got in touch <laughs> to, to get this done and so on. But uh, I'm actually happy generally about uh, what you're doing also in this space. You know, it's, uh, I don't know, relatively new in my opinion, podcast and so on. But uh, at least I'm glad you created a platform that is likely to make a huge impact. Yeah. Asante, Asante, Sana. Thank you so much for even making time to share your nuggets, you know, and I'm sure our listeners will be proud to hear your story and, uh, you know, uh, follow Lewa and be uh, number one ambassadors towards taking conservation and, you know, the African story to the next level. Karibu Sana. Um hoping for the best uh, let's uh, As, let's do this together kosababu you know it's uh, it's us these are um, our you know this is our environment uh, these are our, our animals and plants and now we need to as Af for example we need to set an example generally because i think we are a continent that has so much and uh, there is still we, we have a heritage to protect and preserve. And uh, yeah, we can be a leading example and exemplar to, to, to the world. And, and that's what we need to strive towards. And each and every one of us has a role to play in this. Yeah. Sure. One day at a time it is, Jonathan. One day at a time. We'll get there. Asante, Asante Sana. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. Karibu. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. All right.